Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of John. Hello and good morning, friends and faithful listeners, and happy Thursday. Thanks for tuning in to the Bible Explained podcast on this lovely morning. And I hope that you all are ready to read the scriptures with me. We're going to be discussing John chapter 8, verses 31 through the end of the chapter, which is verse 59. Now, I'm going to be reading out the WEB version as I usually do, but please feel free to grab the version of the Bible that you prefer, whatever that version might be, and to follow along with me. Now, friends, of course, if you have a prayer request that you would like somebody to pray for, feel free to shoot me an email and let me know what prayer requests you are struggling with, and I will write you down in my little prayer journal. But also, if you just want to contact me for whatever reason, if you have a question or just want to introduce yourself, please feel free to do that also. Now, Easter is coming up, and my Alive Coloring Devotionals are linked in the bio of the podcast episode. So if you would like to do an activity with your kids, Make sure to check out the Alive Coloring Devotionals because that is a great parent and child activity that you guys can do together. Of course, the adult version has, you know, more advanced coloring pictures. And then the child version has, you know, less advanced coloring pictures with less advanced devotionals and everything like that. And they're meant to be done together. However, you can just get one for your kid or you can just get one for yourself and do it alone also. So check those out. Those are linked in the bio of the podcast episode. But let's go ahead and read John chapter 8 verses 31 through 59 today. Like I said, I'll be reading out the W.E.B. version or the World English Bible. Jesus therefore said to those Jews who had believed him, If you remain in my word, then you are truly my disciples. You will know the truth and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's offspring and have never been in bondage to anyone. How do you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Most certainly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is the bondservant of sin. A bondservant doesn't live in the house forever. A son remains forever. If therefore the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's offspring, yet you seek to kill me because my words find no place in you. I say the things which I have seen with my father, and you also do the things which you have seen with your father. They answered him, Our father is Abraham. Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham didn't do this. You do the works of your father. They said to him, We are not born of sexual immorality. We have one father, God. Therefore, Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I came out and have come from God. For I haven't come of myself, but he sent me. Why don't you understand my speech? Because you can't hear my word. You are of your father, the devil. And you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and doesn't stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks on his own. For he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you don't believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? If I tell you the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears the words of God. For this cause you don't hear because you are not of God. Then the Jews answered him, Don't we say well that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I don't have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. 
but I don't seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Most certainly, I tell you, if a person keeps my word, he will never see death. Then the Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. And you say, if a man keeps my word, he will never taste of death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died? The prophets died. Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say that he is your God. You have not known him, but I know him. If I said, I don't know him, I would be like you, a liar. But I know him and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. The Jews therefore said to him, you are not 50 years old. Have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, most certainly I tell you, before Abraham came into existence, I am. Therefore they took up stones to throw at him. But Jesus was hidden and went out of the temple, having gone through the middle of them and so passed by. The one thing I can say about this entire speech is it is just powerful. It is so powerful. Like at the part at the very end where Jesus says, before Abraham came into existence, I am. Like, wow, that is just so powerful. Because Jesus was saying he was God. And he's saying he is God to us now, of course. But let's, uh, let's talk about this. So it says in verse 31, Jesus says to the Jews who believed in him, if you remain in my word, then you are truly my disciples. You will know the truth and the truth will make you free. So there was a bunch of Jewish people at this time that started believing in Jesus. Now, a lot of them didn't. A lot of them really didn't like Jesus and wanted to arrest him. But the ones who began believing, Jesus speaks this to them. He says, if you are truly my disciples, remain in my word. And I mean, that that's a statement for us nowadays as well. If we believe in Jesus, we need to remain in the truth. Anybody who is a follower of Jesus is going to remain in the truth and is going to remain in the word also. Hence why all you guys that tune in, you want to hear the Bible being spoken to you guys every single day, which is so awesome and so exciting that you guys have this desire to learn about scripture. You have the desire to read it every single day. That is you doing your best to remain in the truth. And so then in verse 32, it says, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. The truth is so freeing, isn't it? There's something very depressing about not knowing what the truth is. And I think that's why so many people out there who are seeking and longing for real truth are, are honestly very depressed and those who don't have the truth are also extremely depressed. Just like watch TikTok. It's just filled with very, very depressed people who don't know the truth. But they also say that things that are the truth are lies, which is very sad. They are, they're causing a lot of damage to themselves, honestly. But the truth sets people free. It makes people free because you're no longer looking for something anymore. You're no longer seeking. You have it. You have the truth and the truth sets you free. So then a bunch of people answered Jesus. And I'm going to guess these are the people that uh, did not believe in Jesus. They answered him. We are Abraham's offspring and we have never been in bondage to anyone. How do you say we will be you will be made free? I'm actually kind of perplexed about that response that they gave to Jesus because 
the Israelites throughout much of their <laughs> history have been in bondage to many different nations and people. So it's kind of interesting that they say they'd never been in bondage to anyone because they were Abraham's children. I'm actually kind of confused about that. And I didn't look up why they thought that. Maybe it was just arrogance that they said that in the moment. They just were looking for anything that they could to disprove Jesus. I would guess maybe that was it. Just arrogance and, and not being able to think logically because they were just so offended at Jesus's truth, you know. So Jesus answers them. Most certainly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is the bondservant of sin. Now, this is a, a concept that Paul talks about quite a bit, you know, in, in some of his letters to the churches. Paul actually says that you were once a slave to sin. You were once a bondservant to sin. But now that you believe in Jesus, you're no longer a slave. You are, are free. You are part of God's family now. So Jesus says that anybody who commits sin is a bond servant of sin. A bond servant doesn't live in the house forever. A son remains forever. So what Jesus is saying here is that even though the Israelites were children of Abraham and were very um, proud of that fact and believed that they had salvation through Abraham, basically, Jesus is saying that, no, no, they do not. Rather, they are bondservants. And actually, in the Old Testament, a bondservant was only supposed to be a servant for seven years. Then they were set free. They weren't supposed to remain in that house forever. And so Jesus says a bondservant doesn't live in the house forever, but a son remains forever. So the son was part of that family forever. The son was a part of that family forever. He remained. And so in verse 36, Jesus goes on to say, if therefore the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. And I know that you are Abraham's offspring. Yet You seek to kill me because my words finds no place in you. So in other words, Jesus is saying that when people begin to trust in him, he frees them from that slavery and they become God's adopted children. They become a son and or a daughter. And because of that, they remain forever in that house. But even though these people of Jesus's time period and even nowadays, you know, people are so against Jesus. They, they seek to honestly kill every aspect of Jesus. I mean, Christians are some of the most persecuted is one. of I think it's the most persecuted religion ever throughout all the years. Christianity is extremely persecuted and so is Judaism. But, and I mean, they're both, uh, <laughs> they both believe in Yahweh God, which is interesting. But I mean, Jesus says that everybody is like seeking to kill off Jesus, which is so true. Like even now, everybody just wants Christians to just shut up and go away. They don't want any aspect of Jesus at all. They get like mad or angry. I've never seen anybody more uncomfortable, like a non-Christian more uncomfortable than when I mention Jesus, you know? Actually, I, I think I've told this story before, but one time I was, um, I was doing like a field trip for my college and we were in this van together and everybody was like talking and talking, you know, and I started talking to my professor who was driving the van and I was closer to the front of the van and he starts asking me a little bit about my personal life. And so I told him, I'm like, yeah, I'm very involved in my church. And I started going into like what my church life was like. And the entire van just like sat there awkwardly. 
Like everybody stopped talking and everybody started like twiddling their thumbs as I'm talking about like Jesus, basically. And it was like, man, like, (laughs) and I'm not saying that that's persecution at all. More than anything, I just found it kind of funny that that people just get so uncomfortable with the the idea of, of Jesus, basically. But that was a very good example of how non-Christians feel about Christianity. It's just they they feel so uncomfortable by it. And that's because Christianity is not comfortable. Jesus, honestly, he's not comfortable. He tells us that we need to take up our cross and follow him. It's not comfortable to do that. No one wants to take up their cross. You know, that that's not a fun thing to do. And Jesus convicts of sins, which is also extremely uncomfortable. I mean, nobody really wants to be convicted of sin because that means that they have to admit that they're doing something wrong. And they also not just have to admit that they're doing something wrong, but they also have to change their ways at that point. And change is very difficult when you get comfortable doing something like a habitual sin and it's fun for you. Why would you want to change that? And so Jesus convicts you and causes people to turn away from those sins because those sins ultimately aren't good for you. They're ultimately not fun. They're ultimately terrible for you. So Jesus is calling out to these people here that uh, they they want to kill him because his words find no place in them. And so now Jesus goes into his father. I say the things which I have seen with my father. And you also do the things which you have seen with your father. <laughs> and now Jesus goes into how The people of this time period and anybody really who does not believe in Jesus, their father is Satan. And I mean, hey, don't get mad at me. Jesus said it. (laughs) But it's it's true for all of us. Every single one of us who didn't know Jesus didn't have God as our father. None of us did. Before I knew Jesus, Satan was my father. He was. I was doing things that Satan did from the very beginning of time. I was doing things just like that. I was doing sins. uh, Satan is the father of sins. He's the father of lies. And of course, Satan lies to us all the time and and tells us that, that truth is lies and vice versa. So Jesus tells these people who are very, very, very proud of their heritage of being Abraham's children, he tells them, he's like, yeah, you guys are not actually Abraham's children. You are Satan's children. And oh my goodness, do they get mad. They get real mad here. Verse 44, you are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and doesn't stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks on his own, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you don't believe me. So there we go. I mean, is this not exactly what's happening in our culture now? I mean, everybody doesn't, nobody likes the truth anymore. Nobody wants to hear the truth. And anybody that does tell the truth gets shut down. Just as these people were trying to do with Jesus, they were trying to shut him down for speaking the truth. They were mad at him. And that's the thing. Right after they shut Jesus or try to shut Jesus down for speaking the truth, then they go into violence. That's always how things happen. First, people try to shut each other down for speaking truth. 
then violence happens. Always. And this is exactly what happens here with Jesus. He who is of God hears the words of God for this cause you don't hear because you are not of God. So now (laughs) the people who are very convicted of their sins at this point, I would guess, are doing everything they can to shut Jesus down. Just like I said, they start claiming that he has a demon inside of him. And Jesus is like, nope, I don't have a demon. I honor my father and you dishonor me. I don't seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Most certainly, I tell you, if a person keeps my word, he will never see death. So the Jews, then they say, we know for sure now that you have a demon. I mean, look at look at what they're doing. They are getting mad because Jesus is convicting them of sins and telling the truth. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to be convicted of sins. And now they start trying to shut Jesus down. They start lying about him right after <laughs> right after Jesus says that uh, they are children of the father of lies. Right after that, they start lying. You have a demon. That's <laughs> what they say. So they lie about Jesus. I mean, that's another thing that happens. Not only do people try to shut Christians down and not just Christians, but anybody that speaks the truth. Not only do people try to shut them down, they start lying about them also saying, oh, you know, this person, you know, did this or that. They're hypocrites. They start lying. And the next step, unfortunately, like I said, is going to be violence here in America if we do not turn the tide with stuff going on. There was actually a preacher up in Canada who was recently arrested for protesting an all-age drag show at a library, and he was arrested in Canada. And unfortunately, that's that is the uh, the climate of where things are going. And we can see in scripture that it's it's the history repeats itself all the time. This happened 2000 years ago against Jesus. So if it happens 2000 years ago against Jesus, it's going to happen to us nowadays, unfortunately. But that's what we got to do. I mean, Christians just got to speak up more and more. We can't be afraid of the masses, which is scary to do. Honestly, I mean, I don't, I don't like speaking up. <laughs> But anyway, let's go ahead and continue on here. So the Jews say, yeah, you have a demon, Jesus. And so Jesus is like, no, I I do not have a demon. And so he says, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me of whom you say that he is our God. But you have not known him. But I know him. If I said I don't know him, I would be like you, a liar. So Jesus is like, you guys are liars. You all are liars. But I know him and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. So now the Jews say, you're not yet 50 years old. Have you seen Abraham? And then that's when Jesus says the most powerful verse ever. In verse 58, most certainly I tell you, before Abraham came into existence, I am. I mean, wow, that's just beautiful, a beautiful declaration that Jesus says that he is God, because uh, the words he uses is the same as from Exodus three, verse 14, which is, which is when God was in the burning bush with Moses, he said, I am the I am. So then therefore the people took up stones to throw at him. 
but Jesus was hidden, went out of the temple, having gone through the middle of them and passed by. That alone is a miracle. Jesus somehow disguising himself and walking through the middle of a mob that is about to kill him. I mean, that is a miracle. So yeah, I think after this, like Jesus starts living a lot more publicly too. Like Jesus was really, really unafraid of the masses. And because we as Christians, we, we emulate Jesus, we also need to be unafraid. We need to be unafraid to tell the truth and unafraid of people and what people might do to us. Because ultimately God protects us. It says that he does. It says that God is for us. So who can be against us? So I encourage you, you don't have to kneel to the masses. Speak the truth. Don't be afraid. Really, don't be afraid to speak the truth that God has blessed you with. If you are a Christian, you've been blessed with the truth. You are set free. So help set other people free also. Help other people experience the gift that Jesus has given us. And don't be afraid and don't feel like you have to cave to popular opinion because you do not. Don't be afraid of the people. Well, friends and faithful listeners, I hope you liked this episode. I hope it was encouraging for you and that you learned something a little bit more about Jesus today. And if you did, share it on your social media platforms and also go over to Apple Podcasts for me and rate the podcast and write a review if you would, because I know based upon my, uh, <laughs> based upon the people that tune in, I can see my analytics that only 5% of you have reviewed the podcast. So go over to Apple Podcasts if you would and write a review and also rate it five stars. And that will help the podcast get found by more people. That's actually one of the ways you can help evangelize or spread the truth is by sharing this podcast and helping it get found by more people. Friends and faithful listeners, I will see you tomorrow morning for an episode out of Deuteronomy. It's going to be a fun episode. We're going to be talking about cleanliness in the camp of Israel, in the army camps. So it'll be a fun episode. I hope to see you there. Happy listening and God bless. Bye.